Warning. According to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects. Consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery and may cause you to become confused as to what liquids you should drink and liquids that you shouldn't, such as liquids with volatile sensitivity to changes in temperature and or pressure, liquids that require two mechanical seals to stay put, non-lubricating liquids that produce gases and or solids that may or may not be abrasive, liquids that are seriously goddamn sensitive to agitation, liquids that react with each other to form a solid, which is an absolute nightmare, or limitlessly lubricating liquids a nightmare at the other end of the rectum. Spectrum, take it from Spoon. And lastly, anything at all consumed by... Should I drink that? Dot com. Episode 118 for Should I Drink That.com. I'm your host, the most Reverend Father Spoon. I have been for almost 10 years. We're coming up on the anniversary. 10 years. Good Lord. <laughs> That's all I have. I have nothing else to say. <sighs> so, how are you guys doing? It's been a while. Uh, I know I said that last time too. In between here, uh, I had a very unique opportunity to meet Sam Calgione from Dogfish Head. In fact, we had a contest where uh, you could win one of Sam's books. He was in Pittsburgh promoting off-centered leadership. And I snagged myself a copy to give out to one of Yin's guys. And uh, and just, first of all, the talk was, was very cool. Uh, he kept it short and sweet and wanted to basically walk around and meet everyone that was there. Uh, Bassini, thank you again uh, for the invitation. You can visit them at beersince1933.com. Also find them on the Twitters and the Facebooks and all that other stuff. Links on should I drink that? Don't worry. Uh, so, yeah, they, they invited me down at the Priory for uh, for a little dinner, meet and greet kind of thing with Sam. And this was actually my first time meeting Sam. Very cool dude. Uh, exactly what I thought he would be like. Very down to earth. Very, uh, very friendly. Just a really honest dude, and uh, had, yeah, I had a great time talking to him. He went over quickly, uh, you know, what's been going on with Dogfish Head. And in fact, if you listen to the previous episode, not 117, but there was a little short thing in between there, um, you could, you'll hear from Sam uh, what's going on with Dogfish Head and about them getting into canning. So that's a pretty cool thing. So I was able to uh, get a copy of the book. And the winner from the contest, I'm not going to do a drum roll because it's probably going to blow out my mic. The winner for the contest, as chosen by random.org, the wonderful service. And thank you also to everyone who entered uh, from the hashtags. More people actually sent me their photos instead of posting it. So I guess next time I got to be really clear on, on what to do to enter the contest. They, uh, they sent them to me on Facebook, private messaged them through the should I drink that page. Facebook.com slash should I drink that and also sent me a few uh, they got a hold of me in the should I drink that Facebook group which you should be a member of also and uh, and there was also a raffle copter option on the website because what happened is a lot of people wanted to buy or want to get this book but the issue with that was for the contest you had to take a picture with your favorite dogfish head beer not realizing 
Yeah, Dogfish isn't in every place that we have listeners. So change it up. All you do is, uh, I think you had to like us on Facebook and Twitter and some stuff like that. And uh, so, yeah. So the contest winner is Mr. Sean Froman, Carnegie, Pennsylvania, or Carnegie, depending on your preference. Congratulations, Sean. Uh, I'm glad it's somebody that's close, so I don't have to pay for shipping. So, dude, I will, uh, I'll buy you a beer, and I'll drop off the book, and we'll get together. We'll figure it out. Maybe we'll go to, uh, haven't been down to Insurrection yet. You can check them out. Uh, what else is going on in that area? There's a lot of breweries popping up again. Uh, 99 Bottles has their uh, a tasting coming up for their upcoming brewery, which is down on Route 88, Library Road in the South Hills of Pittsburgh. We'll find, we'll figure something out. So let's take care of some business first. Um, so for the first time ever, so well, I shouldn't say ever, first time since I, I've actually been on the internet, I took a vacation from the internet and actually a vacation in general. The last 10 days I spent uh, down in Texas, mostly mostly central Texas area, Waco, uh, Austin, Driftwood, Dripping Springs, uh, where else do we go? Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington, kind of the whole general area. A little getaway with the family, and also I wanted to go on barbecue and uh, craft beer runs and just kind of see what was going on. And I didn't want to be online at all. I needed to take a break. I, I really needed a break because with work and other stuff going on, I just I finally had to disconnect. And it's the first time that I've ever really disconnected. And why that's significant is the fact that I'm a social media person by trade now. I am always online. I'm always checking to see what's going on. I, I get twitchy if I don't. I can't explain how awesome of a feeling it was to be offline for 10 days. Like, you don't realize how nice it is. Like, just to just do stuff and, and not worry about, I got to tweet this. I got to Facebook this. I got to Instagram this. Uh, if you're looking at the should I drink that feed, I did all that after I was on vacation which was time right because I did that tonight, which is Saturday. So people are actually thinking I'm in Austin right now. So I apologize to you guys. I think I'm there. But if you follow the Twitter feed, you would have seen I said, this is from my trip I was just on. Uh, Yeah, it was a much needed trip. I loved it. Uh, But one thing I really, one thing I noticed, and I guess it it took getting me outside of the, the Pittsburgh bubble, the Yins bubble, was that, we don't realize how nice we actually have it here in Pittsburgh. Like I, I knew this, I, I knew we had it nice here, but so many people bitch about the beer and how we don't have like a, a beer that's a heady topper or, you know, a Pliny the elder, or they just bitch constantly. And, and I've, I've talked about this before. I've addressed this, that about all the people getting into craft beer. Now they think that they have to be, you know, beer holes and just elitist and, and basically be you're being jackasses down there. No one gives a shit. The, the biggest problem with Pittsburgh, we're always trying to be like somebody else, like other cities trying to do other things when we should just be ourselves. Seriously. So the, some of the people I talked to gave me some great insight and they're like, Oh, you're from Pittsburgh. We've heard a lot of great things about your craft beer scene up there. You guys are really taken off. You know, good job. Hey, to me, I'm thinking, all right, this is great. Yeah, hey, thanks. Not one person bitched about anything in Pittsburgh, like about anything in Austin. 
Like they're all proud of what they have. And I asked them, I said, well, you know, we have a problem. We have an issue with a lot of negativity, you know, within the, the craft beer community. And they're like, why? Why are you worried about being like Austin or Portland or anybody else or any other cities? Like, just be yourselves. Who gives a shit? And I'm like, thank you. Yes, you're absolutely right. Not one person complained. I talked to 20 people, maybe 25 people. Not one person complained. All they said was how great it is to be alive right now in this day and age of craft beer. So something to take away from this. Enjoy what we have. Yeah, we can always get better. You always want to strive to have better. You want to strive to have more. But appreciate what we have because five years ago, this wasn't happening. And I've said that before. Five, six years ago when we were doing the show, we only had maybe eight or nine breweries around here. We've got close to 30 now. This is insane. It's also just like technology. The reason why people from the 90s, such as myself, we were so attached to the 90s is because we saw a technology boom that happened in 2000 that all of a sudden, oh my God, it advanced so rapidly. We didn't have time to appreciate what was going on. So take a moment, sit back, look at what's going on with craft beer in your community right now and savor this moment. Because if this thing keeps growing, it's going to be days like these. Oh, I can still quote a song right now. But it, it could be days like these that, um, that, that you're really going to miss. And you don't even realize it because you're too busy complaining about everything. Get offline. Drink a beer. Sit on the porch or your steps. Sit somewhere and, and talk to somebody. Go find a friend. Have a beer. Because really, these are some pretty freaking awesome times to be alive and I'm glad to be sharing it with you let's get into the first beer so the series that we're doing tonight uh, I wanted to do this before the St. Patty's Day holiday but man, shit happens and it didn't so I've got a bunch of nitro beers and we're going to kick it off with the grandpappy of them all well grandpappy brewery of them all Guinness We've got the Guinness Nitro IPA. Let me tell you a story of the secret behind the classic Guinness pint. Of how it came by its creamy texture and legendary head. So back in the 1950s, a bold knight and a resourceful mathematician launched a mission to create a better pint. After several years of challenges, setbacks and triumphs, the answer they discovered was nitrogen. When infused into beer, nitrogen makes bubbles that are tinier and livelier than standard carbon dioxide. The result is a velvety smooth mouthfeel and a dense creamy head. The very qualities that soon made our draft stout one of the most iconic beers in all the world. Next, we set out to take the same experience we created for the pub and put it in a can. So we invented the Widget, an ingenious nitrogen-filled capsule that surges with bubbles when the beer is opened. And now, we're using nitrogen to make an IPA as smooth, balanced and drinkable as we made stout. Introducing Guinness Nitro IPA. Brewed in Dublin at St. James's Gate with five varieties of hops from Europe and America. 
and the very same yeast that has long been at the heart of the taste of Guinness. Supremely smooth, unmistakably Guinness. So Guinness went from taking uh, the regular beers that they have, which you, you know when you shake them and you hear the little ball rolling around or the widgets, uh, went from that to putting it into an IPA. And I, I'm psyched to try this because if you can make a silky smooth IPA in a can that would normally have to wait and get at a bar somewhere, wow, this is, this is going to be very cool. So let's give this a shot. We went through about 10 different variations on the beer using different hops, different combinations of hops, changing the ratios of each of those hops and where we use them from dry hopping to kettle hops to aroma hops in the whirlpool and really getting that balance right. We really wanted that citrus hit. So I think we ended up trialing maybe nine different hop varieties and we settled back into the five that we have. So we have Admiral, Challenger, Cascade, Topaz and Celia. We actually dry hop um, three of these hops. And when I say dry hopping, what I mean is that, you know, the beer is brewed and we add hops in the whirlpool as we would normally. And then when it's actually, you know, finished fermentation, yeast is all removed, we actually put in a large quantity of, of three hops again. They go into the liquid itself and they kind of contact it. And when you dry hop, so when it's a cool temperature, no heat, you get a delicious spicy liquid. Traditionally, dry hopping is done on much more of a smaller scale, where you actually physically go to the top of your vessels and you pour in the hops. When you're brewing at the scale that we are, that becomes an impossibility. You might have a vessel that has five brews in it, 60 kilos per brew. You're going to be carrying up over a ton of hops to the top of the vessel. So we've been trying to develop a vessel where we put in the hops and we recirculate the beer through that vessel. And ultra hop that beer. Like really, really over, over, over hop that beer. And then blend that back into the big batch so you get the final balance of the overall vessel perfect. And I find quite often that if, if you overdo your dry hopping, it gets very mouth coating and that resin sits on your tongue and dulls your senses for, for further sips. And I think what works really well to battle that in nitro IPA is actually the nitrogen. That really rounds off that and gives you that creamy, velvety feeling in your mouth. Most IPAs, they use carbon dioxide. What nitrogen gives to nitro IPA is that it cleans it off, so you don't have that acid combining with the resin. So it's a completely different experience um, compared to, say, a carbonated IPA. It has much smaller and um, tighter bubbles, and that's where you get that kind of gorgeous, velvety, creamy head. You have the hoppiness, you have the aroma and the flavour, which have the balance of the nitrogen. Uh, and visually it looks really good. And when you get the nitrogen and the mouthfeel at all, it's perfect. So inside the can, we have a small widget. So it's about the size of a ping pong ball, and it has a small hole on one side of it. So whenever we dose liquid nitrogen inside that can, and we rapidly seal it up, um, that liquid nitrogen evaporates, creating a huge amount of pressure. This was our intellectual property. I think 1964 was our first attempt at actually putting in a, a draft Guinness into a small pack. It forces a mixture of gas and liquid inside this little ball, um, which creates that potential energy inside the cam. So whenever you open it and you hear that that is this widget now forcing all that gas and liquid back outside it. And I suppose everything you expect from Guinness with the Nitro IPA from a visual perspective, but then when you get in there and taste it, it's a, it's a whole different ballgame. 
you know, compared to draft, but it's still so true to the mother beer. So there you go. The words straight from Guinness themselves. Uh, they had a, a little bit of better version of what happens. Let's get ready to do this. Here you go. Uh, this is the Guinness Nitro IPA in a can. Shit, that's loud. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Foam, foam, foam. Look at that go. Holy Jesus. That is, this is, wow, that's creamy. Look at that. Let's look at this. Oh, wow, the layering on this thing is so cool. Now, I like geeking out watching, like, Boddington's and, and this one do it, or, like, the uh, the other Guinness do it, but seeing it with this color, color, Keller, Western PA accents kicking in, the layering on this is, is very cool. This is everything that, oh, wow. Check that out. And that is that is a nice, creamy-looking head. Uh, a little bit of a hazy body still, but that is just, that is, that is fantastic. That looks great. Good job, Guinness. All right, let's get a little sniff of this. Well, it is very creamy on top. I will give it that. Uh, a little citrusy, uh, a little piney. But it, it's maybe it's because this is the first time I'm having a beer like this. But it's it's creamy. Like I can actually I can pick up a lot of the cream coming out of this. All right, let's give us a taste now that uh, everything has settled. Cheers. Oh God, I have never had an IPA like this. First thing I notice, uh, well, first of all, this beer is five point eight percent. Wow. Oh. Good lord, I could I could do some damage with a six pack of this. This could be a five point eight would be my session beer. <laughs> this is uh, all right. So first of all, your your appearance on this thing uh, it's it's very it's like a honey color. That does look wow. This this is an amazing looking beer. I'm savoring this for a second. Hold on, it's very smooth. Very creamy. Um, it, it does have a nice hoppy finish, but man, let me tell you, that cream. And I'm not talking like lactose intolerant cream. Like the, For all of you lactose intolerant people, such as myself, this <laughs> is going to be very enjoyable. Wow, that is, that's amazing. That's coming out of an IPA. Mm. You know what this would go great with? Some of the barbecue that I had from Salt Lick. Part of my obsession with uh, with Texas right now is uh, is barbecue. I love to eat barbecue. I uh, I will never claim to be a pitmaster. Uh, I don't know if I ever even want that responsibility. Maybe I would someday. We'll see. But I really like to talk about it, and I love to eat it. Ooh, do I love to eat it? Uh, with brisket being my my number one thing, like if if you can nail a brisket, then you've got me for life. So uh, while I was down there, we stopped at uh, the Salt Lick, which is on my barbecue bucket list of places that I want to check out. And it's 
it's been around for almost a hundred years or so, and it's just it's always had that reputation of being like one one of the premier um, barbecue places in the country to go to. Like if, if you're coming up with a list of top places, Salt Lake is there. It's always on Travel Channel and Food Network, and when you see pictures of it, you're like, yeah, I know that place. So I, I did go there, and while it was it was very good. I did hear from the locals that, um, you know, there are a lot better places, but for me being an outsider, this is like, it's kind of like when people come to Pittsburgh and they have, uh, they want to try Permanis and we're like, Jesus, you want Permanis? Really? There's other food here, but it's like, it's, it's something you got to try once. And, uh, and I left very happy and very full and very fat. I should have worn my ham pants, but I didn't. Because uh, the small group of us that went out, uh, we we shared the um, actually Sunshine, who went out with me that day, he was pretty much my my driver for the day. <laughs> Thank you, dude, uh, for hooking me up with this this part of the trip too. So we uh, we split a couple family platters, and uh, it's a BYOB place, so you can bring in some of your own bring in your own booze, and it's just it's very relaxed, uh, family style seating. Tons of seating. I heard it, it can get packed. We were there at two thirty in the afternoon, and and it was full. Like it's we had we had a half hour wait. I think it was, but the areas that were open were full. And even cooler was the fact that you guys know I'm a Doctor Who fan. Now they had a TARDIS out front. I was actually more impressed with the TARDIS I think than anything else because of the fact that because of the fact that I love seeing that thing there. So. Uh, yeah, living it up with the TARDIS, good barbecue, and I, I had some really great barbecue all around Texas, but Salt Lake was the one that I really wanted to bring up, uh, and another reason for that is there's a, whoops, there's a new project, new edition, new, how do I want to put this? My Guinness can just jumped. <laughs> You know what it jumped like? Have you seen Ghostbusters 2 where they put the slime inside of the uh, the toaster? That's what it just did. Basically, it crossed my... Wow. I have to watch that one. Maybe my dad's here in spirit wants to try some. Oh, so the new project. So what's going on is... Oh, and this is going to be fun, too. Um, the new addition to the Should I Drink That Family is barbecue-related. Now, you're going to have to follow us on... Facebook and Twitter and probably Instagram too. Actually, you should just follow us on anything, everything anyways. Uh, but there's a new barbecue project that I've been working on for the last two or three months, uh, getting it together with various groups, people around Pittsburgh, where we found uh, a need for barbecue here and barbecue resources. Now, I'm not cooking anything, but pretty much like craft beer, uh, the way I found out more about it is writing about it and traveling around. So that's what I've started doing. And it pretty much just gave you everything that's going to be happening. But you'll have to wait and see uh, the website and everything else. So an official launch will be coming in the next couple of weeks. I'm pretty stoked about it. The few people that I showed it to already were like, oh, we needed that. So it's coming. And if... Uh, if you'd like to be included on this, make sure you are a part of the Should I Drink That community because it's coming up sometime in April once I get everything finished now that I'm back from vacation. But it's going to be cool. And speaking of cool, thank you for checking out the new website. That's starting to take off already. Digging that. 
and getting starting to get some traffic. I haven't told anybody officially, so yes, the new Should I Drink That website's out. If you go to shouldidrinkthat.com, it will redirect you to where you need to go or shouldidrinkthat.com slash craft beer. So if you go to slash main like you used to, update your bookmarks because that shit's not going to be updated anymore. In fact, it's going to be gone here within the next couple of days. Uh, yeah, let me know what you think of the new site. And we'll have more stuff coming up. There is a mailing list you can join too, which is going to have the barbecue information. So get on, so get on that. Final thoughts on this beer? Oh man, this is just, this is just a fantastic beer. I did buy a six pack of this. I got a six pack, four pack, six pack. Either way, I got beer. Uh, four hundred ten bucks at Market District. Loving this. Um, absolutely, you guys got to go out and try this. Good solid beer. Uh, going along with the series now, coming up, we're going to get into some Sammy Adams. I've been waiting for this one. Now, here's what's crazy with this Nitro IPA. 7.5%. That's not crazy. Yeah. The hops I use, not very crazy either. 100 IBUs. Some people may say that's not crazy. For Sam Adams, that's not something they normally do. And I'm really curious to see how this is going to work off of Nitro. Wow. Hi, I'm Annette. And I'm Aaron, and we're here at the Nano Brewery at Sam Adams. So I'm tasting Nitro IPA. I think one of our first reactions is, wow, IPAs are really hard to make on Nitro. So in this beer, we use West Coast hops and a little bit of Southern Hemisphere hops as well. Finding the way to get hops to come across with nitro was a whole different experience. The West Coast hops will give you that high note of citrus and pine. Southern Hemisphere hops will give you a lot of that fruitiness that you can't normally get out of like a Cascade hop. This is a beautiful orange copper colored beer with a nice white foamy head. The aromatics on it, a lot of citrus, a lot of pine and resin. The uh, flavor is also a lot of citrus pine resin with a good toast background, a lot of hops and a lot of hard work that went into it. I would say that was one of the most rewarding ones. Yeah. So we're really excited for you to try this new beer and we hope that you like it. Cheers. Cheers. The people you just heard from, uh, you're going to hear from a few more times. Sam Adams did a great job with getting people informed about what's going on with the Nitro system or nitro project that they have. Um, they do stress that this should be chilled before pouring, which is absolutely going to happen here. Uh, I do have three cans of this. We'll see how many we get to tonight. I've got the nitro IPA, the nitro white ale, and the, hey, go figure, another nitro beer, their nitro coffee stout. So we're going to see how this works out. Maybe we'll just do uh, the IPA and the coffee stout for the sake of time. We'll see. So, You've just heard about the Nitro IPA, and I just like saying Nitro over and over again. Let's give this a shot and uh, see what happens. Jesus. Note to self, keep it away from a microphone when you're pouring this. Uh, this is not pouring as creamy as the Guinness. This is a slightly bigger can. This is like a 15-ounce can. Pouring into my Sam Adams IPA glass. I will say that the layering is a lot more aggressive with the Sam Adams than it was with the Guinness. So it's layering faster and it's actually, it's settling. Wow. 
So this entire glass is already set to go. Like it's it's golden now. Wow. Oh Jesus, that's beautiful. The head doesn't appear to be as creamy as the Guinness was, but this still looks amazing. I'm psyched to try this one now. All right, here we go. Cheers. First little sniff. I'm getting hops, but it's... See, that's the thing with... Uh, and I kind of noticed this with the Guinness beer, too, is because it's so so thick on the top, you kind of you get like faint idea of what the aroma is, but it's... I don't know if it's just my excitement, the fact that I'm drinking a nitro out of a can. But this looks very cool. It's got a very nice two-finger collar on it. White, creamy looking, very clear body to it. Golden colored. Look at that. Let's just shut up and drink. It's a little resiny for me. Uh, I'm still going to, it's still piney. Uh, but it, it, it's still the creaminess. I, on, I hope this doesn't become a trend that you take a meh kind of beer and you make it nitro so that it's nice and creamy on top to hide the fact that the beer sucks. This beer doesn't suck. The creamy head's saving it. Um, underneath it, though, I'm not, not feeling it. It's, um, it's dry. It is, hmm, it's, I, I'm having an issue with the, uh, with, with it being a little resiny for me, for my personal taste. You guys might like it if you're into this. Uh, slight citrus notes to it. Um, piney, but it's, it's, yeah. I think the uh, the problem is because this is such a creamy head on it that it, it's it's masking a lot of the flavor that it could have. So I'm not enjoying it as much. It's like it's creamy, then it's kind of like got well, it's got the bite of the hundred IBUs in it. There's no way around that. But this might be one of those beers that has to warm up a slight tad. Back to the story at hand. Uh, one of the things I picked up. On my trip also was the Texas Hill Country Beer Trail Map. I had asked one of the fine ladies at Smoke and Hops, which is in Dripping Springs, uh, how many breweries were in the area. She said five. Uh, according to this map, which doesn't even include Austin, there are at least 20. So she was a little bit off on that one. But the, here's the cool thing with Smoke and Hops, which, first of all, those guys, you have an awesome place to go visit. One of the main reasons, being a parent, there's an outside big-ass playground for the kids, like fenced-in area. I guess these guys are known for their barbecue, too, like some of their barbecue, but we just came from Salt Lake, so we weren't hungry. <laughs> there's no way I could possibly eat any more food. Uh, the, the beers were pretty good. They do all brewing on site, which is something new. The beers were good. Um, they still need a little work. The Belgian dark that I had was pretty freaking good. Everything is served in a pint glass though. So first I geeked out because of the fact that I was able to get it in a pint glass because that was just a lot of freaking beer. Um, but I, I wish I would have had that in some kind of snifter. Something other than a pint glass, a shaker. Um, maybe they didn't have any glasses. I don't know. But it was a big beer. It was good. And I wasn't driving, so I didn't care. But if you do go there, please be responsible and uh, 
call Sunshine for a ride. <laughs> I'm not giving out your number, dude. Don't worry. But uh, the people were very cool there. Very down to earth. Uh, they're the ones that got me started on, hey, what, so what's it like in Pittsburgh? Here's what it's like here. And that's when I, I started thinking, you know, every bar I go to, we're going to start asking people what this is like. I'm going to kind of crowdsource these people. And and I was very upfront and said, hey, guys, here's what I, here's who I am. Here's what I do. Can I talk to you about your local beer scene? And everyone was just like, oh, dude, I'd love to talk to you about beer. So the, uh, that was one of the first places we went to. I do have a bone to pick with Twisted X Brewing Company. <sighs> Listen, guys, we have a problem. So I'm up at Salt Lake. Well, we are, Sunshine and I. And the guy up there that we were talking to says, hey, Twisted X is right down the street from us. If you're going to start a beer trip, because we were honestly going to go back to Waco probably or or somewhere else. We weren't really thinking going to Austin. And, and this is where our whole trip just kind of took a life of its own. Uh, I do want to apologize to the guys from The Beerist. Uh, awesome podcast based out of Austin. I really wanted to meet these guys on this trip. I had no idea we were going to Austin. Uh, as far as knew, we were going to Salt Lake and driving back. That turned into... You know you guys aren't that far from Austin. I'm like, we're not. I was like, but I'm not driving. And he's like, well, let's let's go and let's see what happens. He's like, let's see what the night happens. What happens with the night? So I apologize to the guys from the beers because really it it was the trip wasn't supposed to happen with Austin and it did. So next time I'm down there, we are absolutely hanging out. And thank you for the tips, by the way, on where I should check out because I I texted them quick. I'm like, hey guys, uh, where the hell do I go? So we couldn't actually like coordinate anything, but that, I mean, that, that's what happens sometimes. And, and now that I know the lay of the land, I can't wait to go back. So you guys at, uh, at Twisted X, the guys from, um, Salt Lake had said to me, they're like, you gotta go down to Twisted X. Uh, they're open right now. And here's their flyer, their flyer, which I have right here in front of me says Monday through Thursday, 1 p.m. to 8 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 to 8. Well, I was there on a Monday. And I go up to the door, and they're not open. I'm like, this is weird. No signs on their building, nothing. It was a Monday. They're supposed to be open. They weren't. Look at their Facebook page, nothing. Look at their Instagram account, nothing. Twitter, nothing. I don't know if they had that actually. Instagram actually, but I checked their other, like their social networks and I looked at their, their website and their website said they're not open on Mondays, but you just handed out these things that said you are open on Mondays. So we're like, okay, maybe there's, there's a screw up somewhere. Two cars pull in. This guy gets out and he's like, aren't they open? I'm like, no, they're not open. He's like, they're supposed to be open. I'm like, I know I came from Pittsburgh. I want to see this place. So this guy then starts telling me about Texas and about beer. And he's the one actually told me to go to smoking hops and then when we get the smoking hops then everything starts happening and so we're like you know what this is this guy was apparently my craft beer angel who came down to push us in the right direction to go to smoking hops and the rest of the night was history as you would see if you look on the instagram feed so people uh first of all if you if you're in a metropolitan area Coming up with these beer trail things is awesome. I know uh, the guys up in Erie have one. 
It's like the Erie Craft Beer Trail or Erie Lake Erie Ale Trail, something like that. Uh, they have one like this, which is great because it's got like Bureau of um, Tourism information and shit on it. So there's a libation trail in Pittsburgh. Uh, come on, visit Pittsburgh. Let's get this. Uh, let's get this map built. Go ahead and uh, feel free to use my Pittsburgh Craft Beer directory off of Should I Drink That? Lord knows other people steal the content. You can too. Actually, you're not stealing. I'm telling you to go ahead and take it. It's free. I don't give a shit. Um, just give me some credit somewhere if you take anything. Because when you steal code, I see my typos. All right. So, uh, as we go into Austin... <laughs> Hold on. Let's see if this beer's gotten any better. Hmm. Actually, it is. It's warming up and getting better. I'm liking that. So as we get into Austin, the first place that we stop at is, <laughs> dude, you guys, you guys got to check this place out. It, it is, it's so nice. So there's a place called Banger Sausage House and Beer Garden. It is located right down in the, I'm assuming it's called the Rainy Street Historical District. Rainy Street, 79 Rainy Street, Austin, Texas, bangersaustin.com, 104 beers on tap. I'm not bullshitting you. There were 104 beers on tap. The pictures that I have of their tap system was nice. I give them credit. I was at Crickets also. Another awesome place to go check out. Yeah, it's Crickets Draft House and Grill in Waco, Texas, cricketsgrill.com. Bought a shirt there. Love the place. Great food. I had uh, fish and chips, which were just kick-ass because it was on a Friday. That was there during Lent. Over 100 beers on on draft, I believe. It's just, it's fantastic. Check them out. Going back to Bangers, though. So they've got like 30 types of sausage in this place uh, and all these great beers. I'm like, all right, this is a great way to start off. We're like high-fiving each other. Holy shit, we found a good place to go. So we're sitting at the bar. And the bartender comes up and I start quizzing him right away. I'm like, oh, dude's got like, looks like he might have a man bun on his head. I got to I gotta figure out this guy's like a D-bag or is he like, he actually knows his shit. He actually knew his shit. Uh, very friendly. I, don't, I didn't get his name though. I paid in cash, so I, I don't have this, I don't have a receipt either. But uh, I got some great beers while I was there. This dude was just, he's like, hey man, let me tell you all about the beers. And I, I start pulling beers I knew because there was like some victory up there and some Oscar Blues. He knew everything about every bear, which was very amazing, especially during happy hour times. So people were like asking him questions. And on a, let me tell you this, on a Monday in Austin, it is freaking busy and pumping. I wish Pittsburgh was this busy after six o'clock on any given day. But for Monday, like people were, and granted too, it is nice weather down there. It's cold as hell. I just looked outside. It is, it's quarter after 12 Sunday morning and there's snow outside in April. Austin, it's like 85 degrees. So I'll give them that. I'll give them the credit for that. They got good weather, but still, and people are happy. And that's probably why they don't have snow or PennDOT, but either way, 
so I'm talking to this guy, and yeah, we're just we're going on about Austin beer and Pittsburgh beer, and I tried some amazing Austin beers. The one that absolutely blew me away though was um, Heavy Machinery Double IPA, which is made by Austin Beer Works. This was not only the best beer that I had in Texas, but it was it's probably one of the best double IPAs I've ever had. It, oh man, it was just it, it's everything that I like about a double IPA. And hearing him, hearing the bartender, just so passionate about the beer too, just added to like the, the just the whole experience about it. Their servers are so well educated that it should be the it should be the example of that all other restaurants go on about how servers and bartenders should talk about craft beer. This is what I would love to see everywhere else. So everyone at bangers, thank you. You did a fantastic job. I also don't want to leave out the fact that the infamous brewings sweep the leg peanut butter stout was pretty top notch too. And that the main reason why I bought that is because it's called sweep the leg. But it was a good beer too, so I'll, I'll give them that. So following bangers, we went next door to Craft Pride, which was the suggestion from the guys over at the Beerist. Had some more beers there. Awesome time. Um, the Craft Pride is one of those places I could go hang out. Mellow, decent music, not like jam band, hippie bullshit music. It's like an alternative music kind of place. I guess that's the best way to explain it. Uh, we had... To drink, we had uh, Yellow Rose from Lone Pint Brewing, which is it was an all right beer. It wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. And then uh, then, then the mischief started. <sighs> Let's get back to this beer first. The beer's warming up a little bit. Um, I'm still not liking it. This isn't a drain-worthy beer by any means. Uh, it's just not something that I'm... I'm sure some people will probably like this. Uh, I think it's too resiny for me, though. I just... I'm not getting into it. Sorry, Sammy. Uh, usually your beers I love, but this time I'm going to have to take a rain check on this one. In the meantime, let's get ready for the Nitro White Ale. Hi, I'm Annette. And I'm Aaron, and we're here at the Nano Brewery at Sam Adams. The Nitro White is a beautiful light color, and as it cascades down, it makes this kind of creamy, milkshake-looking beer. And then there settles this beautiful head on top. And the aroma, I just get a lovely coriander, orange, sweet, fruity piece. Um, the taste, a beautiful balance of malt and floral fruitiness with a slight hint of pepper from the grains of paradise. It completely finishes off the palate and the smoothness of the nitro makes me just want to drink it. What I think is really nice is it's a light beer, so it doesn't have a really malty character, and the spices and the fruitiness help to bring it into this really refreshing place that is new for where some nitro beers are. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Cheers. Cheers. So there you go. There's your rundown on the Nitro White Ale holding it away from the mic this time. Whoa. Okay, this foams up. Holy shit, this thing foams up quick. Yeah, not happy about that. Layering on this one is just as intense, uh, but looking at this thing, holy crap. 
Yeah, this thing is, is layering fast. We're in fact we're we're almost done. Almost ready for it. All right, let's give this one a drink. Uh, this one, a little hazy looking. Uh, still very, wow, that is very creamy. This is, actually is a little bit creamier than the IPA was. A little golden hue to it. Looks like a typical white ale, but, but creamier. Yeah, go figure. All right, let's give it a shot. Oh, shit, I like this. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, Sam. Oh, Sammy. Oh, coriander. Yes. Oranges. Yes. And then a little cream. Oh, sweet mother of Lord. All right, this is totally making up for the IPA that you guys make. This is freaking good. A little peppery. It's going to come from the uh, Greens of Paradise. Holy shit. I like this. I really... Oh. Ooh. I'm not even going to try to give you an aroma on this thing. Just open the goddamn beer and drink it. This is good. This is a solid white ale. Oh, shit. This, this needs to be in your cooler when you're hanging out with your buds. But, you know, give them proper glassware because they got to watch the layering on this thing because it is pretty cool. But this is going to be a fantastic summer beer. I don't know how long this thing is out for. But, yeah. Oh, I'm going to pour some more into this glass. You guys, I'm happy. I'm, I'm very happy with this one. So wrapping up the, the trip to Texas that you guys need to know about. So we went to this bar called Bikinis on uh, 6th Street, which the last time I was on 6th Street was, I think, 2000. It's down there visiting friends, and, and that was a crazy time, too. So this time, it got even crazier. Um, so we go into Bikinis. Sunshine really wanted to go there. So we stopped in, and I had said the rule all night was no shots. I, I didn't want to do any shots. I just want to drink beer, have a good time. The bartender heard this. The bartender looked at me, went to Sunshine, and said, shut up and drink. What comes out? I shot a fireball. Fireball. I don't drink cinnamon. I hate cinnamon. I drink the shot. I like the shot. Oh, things went downhill rapidly from there, as you can expect. Now, we had a good time. I left there. Uh, it was okay. It's not my kind of place. But being a young single guy that Sunshine is, he was loving the place. So, of course, I had to be the, the dick guy. Come on, come on, let's go. Let's get out of here. So we end up at Jackalope. The Jackalope bar <laughs> is where bad things happen. Bad things can happen. Uh, we had some beers. Uh, I, apparently, we, we did some shots. And I met this awesome-ass couple. And I, I want to thank them. I want to raise a, a glass to them right now, actually. Hold on. That is for, that's for Bob and Kathy. You guys are the reason why I love Austin right now. I forget exactly where you're from. So people in the 281 area code, check out Strong Arm Services. Ask for Bob or Robert. Uh, these guys were so much fun. And by the end of the night, we're riding a freaking 10-foot jackalope. I'm not kidding you. There are pictures on the Instagram feed 
we rode a jackalope. I had so much fun with these guys, and I just wanted to hug them. You'll see from the pictures. Uh, and then by chance, they tell me that uh, they just saw Robert Plant in concert, and he shows me the pictures, which I, I then shared with a very huge Robert Plant fan of friend of mine. And, uh, yeah, he was, like, front row for it. And it's just, it, it was truly just an awesome experience. And I don't remember much about the bar. But I do remember them. I do remember having a good time. And I have Kathy written down on the card. So I'm really hope I'm, I'm sorry, ma'am, if, if your name wasn't Kathy. I have Kathy written down. And Sunshine told me her name was Kathy, too. So we're, we're going with that. And if it's not, then I'm sorry. The, the pictures were awesome, and it's just, I had so much fun with these guys, and it's just, it was one of those nights that I absolutely needed. I needed a big time. I needed to be able to go out and just have a good time and, and talk to people, and and these guys were telling me about the beer scene in Texas and everywhere else that they've been, and it's just, it was all love. It was all love coming out of Austin, and I could see why people want to be like Austin. It's because it is fun. Now, granted, there are hipsters. There's hipsters everywhere, but I was able to go out and find people like myself and talk music, talk beer, and no one gave a shit about what was happening on Facebook and Twitter, really. No one down there cares. They don't give a rat's ass. They don't care about the drama. Up here I go out and I hear people talking about, did you hear what so-and-so said on Twitter? Did you hear what they said on Facebook? No one down there cares. And really, that's the kind of life we need to live because one, if you're not online, if you're not like actively online at that moment, you shouldn't be talking about it offline with that said this is a fantastic beer and you know where else you could find fantastic beer pittsburgh craft beer week which is happening very soon april 15th to the 24th 2016 find out more information at pittsburghcraftbeerweek.com i am probably going to be spending a lot of time at spoonwood brewing because i saw their list with wiffle ball and cornhole and jenga and i'm probably going to go over there a lot any other events going on around town, uh, check out pittsburghcraftbeerweek.com. I'm going to try to hit up as many as I possibly can. Um, I'd prefer to stay in the South Hills, so I'm hoping there's a lot of South Hills events. So we'll see what happens. Uh, if not, you can usually find me at Jameson's in Dormont because that's that's my hangout. I'm also at uh, Hitchhiker. I like going down to Hitchhiker too, having a couple pints. Before I get into the final Texas story, this one actually is not beer or barbecue related. Uh, let's get the last beer going. Last beer of the evening is going to be the Sam Adams Nitro Coffee Stout. So we're here in the Sam Adams Nano Brewery to talk to you about Coffee Stout. So the Coffee Stout, as you can see, is a really dark color. You can barely see through it with the combination of maltiness and also the coffee, obviously. So we tasted a bunch of different types of coffee and we really spent a lot of time looking for the best coffee that would balance against the maltiness that we wanted in this. So we wanted a rich, heavier profile that way, very different from the IPA and the white ale. So we wanted to go a, a very different direction. And instead of going typical stout, we wanted some interesting new ingredients. So adding the coffee into it adds this really cocoa, coffee, roasted, toasted, nutty. And so you get all that in the aroma and flavor. And it also finishes really coffee forward. So it has really beautiful depth. It's like a, something that looks like a creamy milkshake. It's pretty fun to watch. Cheers. Cheers.
you heard about the nitro coffee stout. And I'm not 100% sold on the people doing the video. It's not bad, but I don't know, something about that girl is sitting right with me. I'm not quite sure what. If you have an opinion on that, let me know. Post that on Should I Drink That's Facebook page because I'm kind of curious. There's, I don't know what it is about her. Something's just, nothing like really bad. It's just, something's just kind of bugging me. So we'll see. But it, yeah, I don't know. Something's just bugging me about her. So there we go. We got the final beer of the evening going on. Nitro Coffee Stout. Nitro Project. Well, the stout has barely any legs on it. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Good thing it's not filming up the one. But whoa! Oh, this is cool. This looks more like your traditional Guinness. Starting to... Whoa, look at that. That is neat. Oh, I like this. This makes me happy. Ooh, look. Wow, that's settled already, too. That's settled very fast. Oh, check that out. Okay, let's give us a sniff. Oh, holy shit. You're not messing around with this one. That is chocolatey. Wow. That, that is that's uh, chocolatey. There's a little fruit to it. Oh, my goodness. This is cool. Oh, this is neat. Okay, so it's um, chocolatey, and I'm getting a little coffee to it. A little hints of coffee, but this is mostly chocolate. Oh, this is going to be nice. All right, let's get this one. Final beer of the evening. The Sam Adams Nitro Coffee Stout. Oh shit, yeah, this is a winner. Oh, this is this is a slam dunk right here. The, and you know what? I just recently got into drinking coffee. This the oh yes. This, this is this is good. This is this is if you have kids in the room, earmuffs in five, four, three, two. One. This is fucking awesome. Oh, this is good. Holy shit, yes. Mmm. Mmm. It's not very creamy at all, which is kind of nice. It's very robust. It's chocolatey. It's caught. Oh, you know what? Just, just stop right now and just go get this. It was like nine bucks at Market District. It was the cheapest I found this. This is freaking good holy shit okay so while i'm drinking this last beer of the evening uh to wrap up the trip to to texas flew out of dallas and i want to let you guys know about this there's a little secret thing here not really a secret but so one of the reasons why this trip was planned too is finding tickets to go down in this area was uh was tough so last year i went on this trip but we stayed just within waco we have uh, we've got some family over there so we stayed down in Waco, and the tickets last year, we flew out of Latrobe, which is, uh, for those of you who are familiar with Pennsylvania, it's about an hour or so uh, east of Pittsburgh. It's also the home of, well, used to be the home of Rolling Rock. We flew out of there, flew down to Fort Lauderdale, had a 30-second layover because our gate was stolen by another airline, apparently. We flew down on Spirit last year, by the way, spirit.com. 
then flew from there over to Dallas and then had like an hour drive from Dallas to Waco. So that was, that was a long freaking night. On the way back, we had a five and a half hour layover in Fort Lauderdale, which was miserable. So we were pissed off when we got back. Now, Latrobe, I don't know what the hell's going on with Latrobe, but they don't have flights for Spirit going down to Dallas anymore. So we started looking. And it was like 250, 225, 250 a person to fly from Pittsburgh to Dallas. Not even nonstop. It was like you had to get other flights. I'm like, all right, well, maybe we'll do this. So then we, we start looking around, and someone says, hey, what if you fly out of Cleveland? Cleveland's two hours north of, of Pittsburgh. All right. $80 round trip, four people, Dallas and back, nonstop. I, I shit you not. Spirit, I want to hug you. Nonstop flights. We got down there in two and a half hours. We got back one hour, 40 minutes. Here's the fun part. As we're down there getting ready to fly out, WrestleMania is this weekend. But the fact that WrestleMania is going on while, well, it's getting ready while we're down in Dallas. So we went over to AT&T Stadium, got our pictures taken in front of these huge-ass banners for WrestleMania. Realize Texas Rangers Stadium is right across the parking lot. I'm a big baseball fan. So we went over there, got our pictures taken there. Six Flags is also on the other side of that parking lot. Didn't get to go in there because it's not open yet. But the fact is, all these awesome things are within like blocks of each other. Plus, hotels are very close. The hotel we stayed at, we got for 80 bucks on Hotels.com, which had probably the comfiest beds ever. Thank you, Best Western. $80 round-trip ticket. Plus, being that close to everything, let me tell you, we need to go to Dallas more often. And if you want to make that trip, let me know. Because there's some good shit going on down there. And I would love to go to actually go down there for a Steelers game against Dallas. I think that would be pretty cool. I, I really want to go see the Rangers play. And I need to make that happen. It's three hours of drive from Austin to Dallas. It's not a big, big drive. But it's worth it. If you want to save the flights for, save the money in, in Fly Spirit. Which, whatever. You could probably find somebody. But Dallas, there's some good shit going on in Dallas. And I want to go check out that place next. I want to go hang out there a little bit more. But that was my story. That was my trip to Dallas into Texas. And I am so looking forward to going back again next year. Um, I'd like to go back again sometime this year if I could. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But thank you, everyone in Texas for opening my eyes to so many things and realizing that outside the yin's bubble that a lot of us live in, uh, there is a, a good craft beer world out there. And I'm not saying that we don't make good craft beer around here and that the people who make the beers aren't badasses because they are. They're all very nice, genuine people. They're great. It's sometimes the people who drink it that are the assholes and they're the ones that kind of set us back a couple steps every once in a while. So overall review of the beers tonight, uh, the Guinness IPA, definitely buy that one. That's, that's a good buy. It's a good solid IPA. Sam Adams IPA, not so much. The uh, white ale, nitro white, pretty cool. 
the coffee stuff. Oh, you guys got to get some of this. This is pretty good. And when you do buy these things, get off the internet. Get back to the way that the people used to live before year 2000 got here. And if you're looking for any suggestions on binge watching, please let me know. I'm almost wrapping up uh, Mad Men. I'm starting season seven tonight. The final season. So let me know. If you're in the Pittsburgh area this summer, Southern Tier is opening a brew pub on the North Shore. It's going to be right by uh, Rivertown. It's going to be some pretty exciting stuff going on. And also, a formal bid was made by AB InBev to buy SAB Miller. Plus, Southern Tier and Victory merged. So we've had a lot of news going on. Make sure you stay up to date with everything going on with Should I Drink That. Follow us on Twitter and Periscope at SIDT. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Google Plus. Should I drink that? If you're on the Snapchat, which I love using now, SIDT Beer. If you're on Untapped, follow me with the username Spoon, S P O O N, like the utensil. Thank you, everyone. Remember to subscribe and rate on iTunes, Stitcher, and every other app that you're using. This is the most reverend Father Spoon for ShouldIDrinkThat.com, or even if it's crap, I drink it so you don't have to. Good beer. Good night.